Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Stephanie, and Ernesto. Hello, I'm Stephanie. I'm Ernesto. I'm Kate. <laughs> Didn't know where you're doing that. Well, they like to do that. Well, see, so you, you, you put a name to the voice, you know, you know who to get mad at. Today, we're going to be playing Now Boarding, designed by Tim Fowers and Jeff Beck. The art is by Ryan Goldsberry, and it was published in 2018 by Fowers Games. The description is, Now Boarding is a cooperative, real-time game for two to five players. You and your fellow pilots must coordinate your efforts to pick up and deliver passengers, improve your airplanes, and to access new flight paths. But make sure your passengers are satisfied. If you can deliver all your passengers before you receive three complaints, all players win. If you get too many complaints, you're out of business. The mechanics are cooperative game, pick up and deliver, simultaneous action selection, and variable player powers. The box art looks like this. Uh, how would you describe it? Uh, I would describe it as, it's nice, it's, it's clean. The colors are, are vibrant enough. I mean, it's, it's very simple. Like it's, very, it's very stylistically simple. Not a lot of detail on the faces, but I think it works. Okay, it let's feels, try you. What are we looking vintage. at? Okay, well. <laughs> it's a woman pointing to a plane. It's very beautiful. Uh, I, there is also a plane in the now boarding like logo, which is pretty cool. It's in the negative space, yeah. That is neat. That is pretty cool. Um, so it's, I would say, a Tim Fowers design, like his style. Mm-hmm. Well, there. well, probably Ryan Goldsberry since he does the Ryan, illustrations. Yes, but, there you go. Yeah. Well, it could have been made with input. They, uh, I, they always work together. So all of his games have this kind of style. style yeah, it looks to it. similar to Fugitive. Yeah. yeah. So we have a flight attendant in kind of the stereotypical <laughs> outfit uh, with a little hat. And yeah, the planes I, as described. It, it, it looks like something, um, it looks like a vintage sort of like poster, maybe. Just like the, the colors of it, the way that it's a little desaturated. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. All right. How do you think it's played? I think there's planes involved. Okay, that's a fair assumption. So it's cooperative, so we're working together to make oh. people happy. Okay. Um, I don't know how we're going to get these complaints. I mean, if it's anything like a normal flight, I feel like we're going to get a complaint every yeah. single flight we go to. Really? So we have... Is it illegal to be drunk on an airplane? No. no. It's not? Okay. I've never been drunk on an airplane. <laughs> I haven't either, but... Many, I mean, many people are. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure they also sell alcohol on Well, yeah, they, they sell it, but like, they, they, can, they can cut you off when they think you're getting too drunk. You can just take like... Did you know that there's multiple types of anxiety when it comes to airplanes? Hmm. I did not. Tell me more. <laughs> there, there's... It's usually like a mixture of situational and actual like phobias put together, and that's what kind of causes the two different types of things to turn into a plane fear so to summarize how we're going to play the game <laughs> plane fear okay I'd, I'd imagine that we have like some sort of like business like our local airstrip air or whatever the hell that we're operating out of and like yeah do know, we have different gotta, roles like are we, are we all the pilots yeah you got one pilot you got a co-pilot Flight attendant. Um, I think that's about it well, I mean, <laughs> that's if, all you have if, on you're running, if you're running a skeleton crew what is the bare minimum you need to run an airplane I if mean, the pilot, the co-pilot, the flight attendants. One, yeah. one pilot. Maybe. Do you count the yeah. the staff on the runway? Mm. Yeah, but you need somebody. But he's at minimum. You just need a person. You need Wayne going. <laughs> one guy. Yeah, we're going to be taking <laughs> off in four hours, everybody. I got to fuel the plane by myself. Honestly, if we we're doing just the bare minimum, we definitely need the person handing out peanuts, though. Do you? Yeah. Why don't you just let them take their own peanuts? What if you no. just... No, you, you, you get like a, a just, cart on like a track and you just roll it down the aisle from, yeah. the, from the 
just filled with peanuts and like it, only the only the first 10 seats and the rest is going to be empty well i mean if you're not fast enough you yeah like, you know. right and if you had baggage good luck there's no pilots carrying that too when does this what does this game take place is there like a time frame uh just know? judging from the art i would say like what 50s do they have colors? Or 60s. Do they have colors? Color meant to just around the 50s. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, give us the history of um, color and airplanes. Of color and airplanes? So I think color's been around for a pretty damn long time. Although, you know, I'm really not too sure. So, like, how far back do you want to go when we're talking about, like, commercial, like, passenger airplane, like, like flight? Because we can go back to, like, the 1700s. Go for it. So, November 1st, 1783, out of, uh, out of France, you had uh, a Mr. Jean-Francois Pilatre, I'm probably pronouncing his name horribly, and I'm going to apologize. I think he nailed it. And another, uh, Francois Laurent Delon, who made the first manned balloon flight. That was yeah. a beautiful French well, name. <laughs> I don't speak French. I'm sorry. I'm freaking Mexican. <laughs> yeah, no, they made the first manned balloon flight. So, I mean, you know, everybody likes to give the, the Wright brothers a lot, of, a lot of credit, which is, you know, I think they, they are rightfully deserve. But people have been trying to get off of the ground for, like, ever. I'd imagine since the first like man, as we recognize them, saw a bird, they were like, well, I want to get up there. How do we do that? So again, you know, started, started way back when, but passenger flight, as we know, it probably started around uh, like 1903, which is when the Wright brothers patented their, their Wright flyer, which uses, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with like pitch roll and yaw, right? Three axis control that was patented by the Wright brothers. So that's us. Yeah. Us patent 821393, the Wright flyer. Five pages, three pages, five diagrams. And that's what really laid the foundation for, for like commercial flight. And I know you can control your plane. You don't have to like lean left to get your plane to move. And wait, five years after you actually had people going like on, on flights with other people, right? It typically started with one pilot and one passenger. You know, you had, we had it here in America. 1908, you had, you had people in France and you had people in America who were, um, you know, going, going on flights. It was typically one passenger, one pilot, like I mentioned before. Nine years later, after that, uh, Congress approved a $1,000 bill. I think it was a 1000 It might have been more than that. It was a lot of money back in the time. Probably missed a couple zeros. But the point is, is that they approved, the, they set aside this money to um, start up basically an airmail service in America. So that's what laid the foundation. And one year later, the, uh, the first plane filled with, I mean, they're, they're letters and packages. They're not people, but you know, I consider that some sort of passenger, uh, left Belmont Park in Long Island for Philadelphia and continued on to Washington where it was met by President Woodrow Wilson. So, you know, <clears throat> to, uh, let's see here. Two years after that, you had Sydney Airport and Minneapolis Airport, which opened up. Uh, eight years after that is when LAX was first constructed, was first built under the name of, I think, Mines Airfield back in the day. Our first jet engine, Came in 1930, courtesy of British engineer, uh, sorry, British pilot Frank Whittle. Uh, the prototype, 12 years later, was shipped to GE. And a year after that, we had the first American jet plane, the Bell P-59. A couple years after that, so about 15, is when we get like the big, like recognizable stuff. This is when the Boeing 707 came out, which was uh, the first commercial jet plane. And it was a redesigned tanker from the, uh, called the KC-135. So during wartime, we had this tanker going on, took it back, redesigned it. We built it, sent it out as the first passenger jet plane, Boeing 707. Uh, let's see here. So the 747, which I think is probably Boeing's most famous, came out in September 30th, 1968, rolled out of their Boeing uh, Everett plant. It's a wide body plane, two aisles, four engines, 450 passengers, very similar to what we have now. So, and then nothing at all happened for about 40 something years <laughs> until 2021. <laughs> but I, most of the innovation came early. 
And there was the Concord in there. That was like an attempt. Yeah, there was a, oh, there was a There's lot. There's been some, some attempts, but it seems like they've always fallen back to the same, same old. So that was some good information about planes, but what about color? So color. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> right. so, do you want to know how to actually play this game? So we're going to have, so we have a board. We are each playing essentially an airline or like part of an airline. So we each have our own plane. We're going to be delivering passengers from city to city. So the map is a map of the U.S. with a bunch of major cities in it. We're each going to have our home city that we start in. Uh, There's going to be passenger cards, which will be the city that they're at and the city where they want to go to. So there's a nice grid that tells you how many players you have and how many um, of the passenger cards you're going to get. It's split into stages, morning, afternoon, and evening. So we're going to play through each one, and they each get like more cards as you go. Otherwise, they kind of play out the same. Um, and then there will be uh, weather tokens, which will be either storms, which will slow you down on a path, or tailwinds, which will help you speed up. So each plane will have components. So it has like a movement speed, which is the engines. It has passenger space. So we each start with one, three movement, um, one passenger space. And then uh, the flight that you can use. So it's kind of sort of like your local flight route. You're going to pick up passengers from an airport and then attempt to deliver them to their location. But of course, it's tricky because you can only fly certain paths at the start. Um, And so you kind of have to pass them off. Like I might have to fly them from Dallas to Denver, drop them off, and then Kate will pick them up and take them to Atlanta or something like that. Each round is split into two phases, the flight phase, which is timed. So we're all doing it simultaneous. So we'll flip over a timer, which is 30 seconds. <laughs> flip over all the cards to see where they want to go. We could flip it Pick over up. twice. <laughs> yeah. You cannot just flip it over twice like Kate suggested to give more time. <laughs> and then you have to flip them all over, see where people want to go, discuss where who should take what, and then take them and try to drop, pick them up and drop them off and get them to the destination. After that, you go to the maintenance phase. Uh, and then in that, you can only move your plane like the total number. So in a whole flight phase, which is only 30 seconds, you can only move it like three if you have a movement of three. So then the uh, in the maintenance phase, you place anger and file complaints. So anybody who is waiting for a plane who's not currently in flight gets a complaint marker. When they hit four, they uh, they give up and take a car. And that's when they move into your uh, unsatisfied customer deck. And if you hit three, the game ends. So basically, if you don't pick them up within four rounds, they're done. Done with you. Then you'll prepare the next round of passengers. So you'll draw out, uh, I think in our case, it depends on the player count, three more passenger cards and put them in their location. Uh, you can buy upgrades to your plane so you can get more engines to go faster or more passenger space to carry more people, or you can pick up additional routes that you can access. Um, and then you start a new round and you keep going until uh, you have made everyone mad. Oh, so there's no win stage. <laughs> how long you go until you lose. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, so the, the win will be when you run out of passenger cards. So you're going to keep drawing passenger cards each round until you get through morning, afternoon, evening. And then once you complete them all, then that is the win, winning the game. Okay. Them's all the rules. Let's play. We just finished a game of now boarding to recap. We successfully delivered all the passengers mostly happy. (laughs) mostly mostly uh what was our winning strategy stay in your corner (laughs) yeah don't Don't. let ernesto wander off (laughs) don't go to jfk if you don't need to go to jfk it was a learning experience all right for all those wondering if you have no route to jfk don't go to jfk yeah um it's it's important to not get yourself trapped if you don't have the routes out if you have like the one crappy route that takes you all the way across the map 
Get some speed. Speed's speed really speed's good. probably more important to the start and then passengers and then well, routes. See, I was, was going to ask you, which one do you think is the most valuable? Do you think it's the number of passengers? Do you think it's the routes or do you think it's the speed? I think early game, it's the speed because there's not a lot of passengers out. Stephanie and I started with a three passenger spot or two spots. And but then you didn't have anybody. Didn't really have yeah. Yeah. We, we were just kind of holding on to spots. And then we were struggling with speed until we could upgrade. I was going so real slow in like, the corner. Yeah, it seemed like getting a... Getting speed to start and then um, delivering a couple quick passengers and then upgrading your your passenger space is probably the better way. And then getting routes probably the last, but man, they help. Oh, yeah, also, they help quite a lot. Yeah. Use Denver. Denver is your best yeah, friend. Denver's yeah, Denver is the main essential. hub. I think it's supposed to be, though. It has, it has six routes in and out. Yeah. So we basically just shuttled people to Denver and then picked them up and shuttled them to where they needed to go. Um, so what do we think of the theme? Did we feel like a, an airline? I felt stressed, which is, I think, pretty <laughs> accurate when it comes to anything involving airlines. Not in a bad way, but like it definitely, you feel a pressure. Yeah, it could probably be p- any kind of pickup and deliver. That could have been trains. That could have been boats. Yeah. I think with the plane, you get to, you get to introduce the weather and it makes sense. Like, I don't know how much a storm is going to slow a train down. You have cows. <laughs> when I was in Switzerland, there was actually a, a cow delayed train and it was oh, like a big yeah. deal because- you know, switch trains. So what speeds up a train? Um, pushing cows. <laughs> boost pads. Like Mario Kart. Yeah, Mario Kart boost pads. Um, I, I mean, I think you could do other, some other stuff, though. Um, just I think if we investment. played with the VIPs, that would make a difference. That yeah. adds yeah. a little bit more in there. Yeah, yeah. I think that would probably add a little bit more flight. I mean, I don't think it was bad. Um, it just probably could have been anything kind of pickup and delivery. Uh, what about the table presence? Uh, would this like catch your eye if you were wandering around and saw it out on a table? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so. I think so. Yeah. Art looked nice. It was fun to build the plane. Someone put an engine in the middle of their plane. I'm not going to list names, yeah. but Ernesto. Just put so our strange. windows wrong. So yeah. what I like about this game is it lets you put an engine in the middle of your plane. <laughs> like, like it just, it's, it's something really simple, but it, it feels like buying the next upgrade. It makes it. It feels like know. you're you're expanding your plane. Yeah, like it's, you end it's up with like visceral. You, you get your hands yeah. on some cardboard, and it just feels nice. And you actually see progress in front of you. Like it's, it has a really good table presence, and it has. I love I love the, the art maps. style. The map looks. The map has some interesting <laughs> things on it. Yeah. Um, could have used maybe a little better art on the map. Maybe um, yeah, there was a weird broom. Yeah, Washington Monument. I don't no, remember. I, I swear it's the Washington. I think it's the yeah, Washington it's, Monument, it, but I've yeah. seen the Washington Monument, and it looks nothing well, like, it's like a broom. It's an obelisk. I mean, like, and it's, it's white. Yeah, Isn't that yellow? Yeah, that's yellow on the map. Maybe yellow, it's sunset. Maybe it's, <laughs> it's reflecting. Maybe boar pictures too. Yeah, like, I could yeah. just yeah. Orca, a lobster, a broom that wasn't a broom. I could see how they don't want it to get too busy, but I could feel like they could have done a little more. Now, if you are two players or three players, you flip to the other side and it's the same map, except that Godzilla has eaten San Francisco or Seattle. That happens Aww. every time. <laughs> I wish you <laughs> No, I'm not. Okay. I, will, I, I do think that the, the passenger art could have been a little bit more diversified. Yeah. Because I mean, you start seeing really a lot of look reasons. at them. I did. Because I mean, they're, they're like the main it is. It's yeah. the same I've one for the same yeah, JFK city. guy like five times. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. And I mean, like, not only does it look nicer, but it also helps differentiate. You have 30 fucking seconds to yeah. plan your route, pick up people, drop people off. And when you have multiple people at one airport, like yeah. it happened to us a few times where you would pick up the person going mm-hmm. to the wrong. Yeah. yeah. I, wonder, I wonder if that was intentional to maybe make it more challenging. 
Or maybe the idea was that that was going to be easier because you'd say you'd see the see the person, person and say like, oh, that's a JFK guy. But there was a time that I couldn't tell which yeah. Miami, Miami I was, was the picking right one. up. Yeah. yeah, too many old ladies. <laughs> All yeah. of them the same. Uh, mechanics. Uh, do we think it played well? Everything worked together. It was basically a pickup, pickup and deliver with um kind of an upgrade system i think anything with the Fowers games is they're all very mechanically simple but have a lot of depth fugitive you're just flipping over cards with numbers on them but like you like it stresses you out trying to figure things out so i thought it kind of fit that again yeah yeah i don't know if this is mechanics or theme but to me it didn't make sense that they didn't get angry if you just fly them around <laughs> for a while well, as soon as you sit on an airplane you're hot. yeah <laughs> as we all know well, I would, i'll say yeah. that i picked up someone from atlanta dropped them off in denver picked them back up sent them back to atlanta to drop them off in miami and you know they were perfectly okay with that i mean i have seen plane routes that do that to you but yeah. you're not happy about it yeah, yeah. i think that's that probably why they paid you a dollar <laughs> hey no that one was at least a four dollar i believe yeah that's kind of where the theme fell apart one is that and two is the whole like it's a day like morning evening planes don't really move that fast <laughs> well, i mean i, I think a plane ticket is also more than four dollars <laughs> well, i got a uh, dollar for one of my flights i think something like that could have been like maybe the amount you get paid is the directness you get them there or something okay um so I don't like, know. like each pip you pass you take like a dollar off or something you have to jump up the numbers up of course but like there was definitely no consequence for just picking someone up and dropping them in a different state and getting their anger decreased. Now, I mean, yeah. it, it kind of punishes you because you could be flying them out of your way. But with the way the routes work, sometimes that was the fastest way to get them there. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is actually kind of how real flights sort of work. Yeah. Although there are some VIPs that look like they're doing the same thing where it kind of makes your anger stay so that you can't do that or it increases or things like that. Yeah. So This game was hard enough as it is. Like it wasn't, you know, mind-bendingly difficult, but it was definitely a challenge. a challenge. Yeah, getting everything that we needed to. I think adding any additional complexity would turn it from being like, you know, a fun, you know, a nice, enjoyable yeah. game well, with the, friends. Well, the VIPs to like, do yeah. increase it a bit, but I think it probably would be a good amount of increase. And it's one of those things where like, sometimes it's kind of just luck-based too, where like, you could be in one corner and then all of a sudden your next group of cards are in the complete opposite corner. And it's, it's like, ah, sort of set up luck though. Cause like if you're letting yourselves, I, I imagine this is how you lose the game is you get people stacked into one corner and then we caught it the first time and it wasn't too bad. But if you did that on like later in the rounds, when there were more people out, yeah. you'd be done. Um, so I think that would be probably how you lose the game. The rules. Uh, how was it learning the game? was not bad at least no, it was pretty easy yeah i felt like it was pretty easy yeah it was pretty easy to explain to i think it's like i said it's kind of the fowers games they're pretty straightforward but then once you get into it you're like oh my god what do we do it's a lot yeah it's, so it's, like, it's, yeah. it's a, a couple moving pieces honestly like you know yeah you it's only coming in you pick them up yeah drop them off. a few few pages of rules and then mostly it's clarifications on like how people try to break the game like throwing passengers between planes midair yeah yeah um, you can't do that uh you can't pick somebody up and hear their anger and then drop them back off at the same airport yeah um so there's just <laughs> stuff like that of like kind of intuitive but if you were trying to cheat the game so just clarify that otherwise pretty straightforward i think there was only one rule that we kind of got questionable about which was the extra, extra c or extra speed yeah, of like 
do you use it then? Do you have yeah. to use can it? You can, keep you it? can you hold, hold it? it? Does your seat, if you put somebody in that seat and just flew them around the entire game, like, do you hold it the whole time? I'm not. I think you would if you yeah. don't land Imagine in a place, you're stuck with that person. Yeah, I didn't really see anything to clarify that, but I may I, have missed I, it. Cause I'd probably just make you get off the next place you go, but I don't that's know how it would, would affect the, the usability. Right. Yeah, and then the rule book was, like I said, a few pages, pretty straightforward. Um, there's a little sheet that says, hey, go watch this video. Uh, don't worry about the rules, but I watched the video. Um, I think you'd still need to read some of the rules. It, it's good. It's I like watching videos to see how to play because um, they help me more, but I still think it didn't cover everything, and I still need to read some rules. So, uh, Player interaction. Oh, there's a lot of You mm-hmm. need it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that planning phase was most of the game. I think at most we had, what, like seven, eight seats between all of us? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's only so many people, and you're introducing at, at the end of the game, like, five new ones every round. You have to, you have to communicate. Yeah. Plan out who's going to pick up what. If you don't communicate, like, you are probably going to get a lot of angry people because someone's ignoring Seattle or something and we're all just too worried about our own things. So you have to like talk with each other and be like, okay, we need to know who's going to pick up this angry person. This is important. Yeah. And like a lot of player interaction issues with cooperative games is like one person being able to say, okay, you do this and you do this and plan out everybody's moves and stuff. I don't think you can really do that in this game. No. Cause that whole like, 30 second simultaneous section kind of makes it so everyone has to know what they're doing, which I kind of like. Um, I think that's probably the, why we maybe did pretty well on it and why some cooperative groups might not. Because <laughs> if you had just had one person who told everyone what to do in the game and the other three or four people didn't understand, it yeah. would all go downhill real quick. One other thing that I enjoy, which sometimes I've noticed with cooperative games, is that you tend to communicate with like one person the entire time or like you kind Mm -hmm. of stick with like oh i'm always going to be communicating with like eric every single time because we're just always near each other you move around so much that you have to talk with everybody and communicate with everybody yeah and everyone has their own little routes so like yeah you have to pay attention to what everyone is capable of so i I want to talk about those routes real quick i really like them a lot because so so there are the more people you drop off, the more money you get, which means the more upgrades you can buy. And, you know, ostensibly it'll feed into itself. Like, you know, you get more seats, you can afford to you know, run more people. But those routes ensure that even if you are far behind, you still have, um, you're not going to get like completely outclassed. You're not going to have another person who, you know, bought eight, eight planes or eight seats for their plane, you know, yep. just, just taking you out of the game. You still mm-hmm. have. Right. To play. Yeah. And they're still like, even if they're fully a hugely upgraded plane, like they're still going to be regions that they're going to. Yeah, you can have still get getting stuck. To. Yeah. Like you have to fly all the way around the country to get to like, you know, one little place. So yeah. would you play it again, Kate? Yes, I would. Um, yeah. I mean, for all the reasons we just talked about, it was really, it was a fun cooperative game. It was a good balance of like strategy and chaos. I, th- I think that 30 yeah. second stage was still a little bit like, oh my God, wait, you took my Mia. And- we definitely made some mistakes of people grabbing the wrong thing or flying the, the wrong, wrong person. direction or forgetting to fly. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I only did that like Stuck. twice. <laughs> Stephanie. Yeah. I think I would play it again. Kind of like we've already mentioned. So it was enjoyable. Don't forget to use your movement. Ernesto. Uh, yeah, definitely. So one, one thing I really liked about it too, um, you know, just to kind of explain why is like it, it felt, it always felt like there was a challenge, right? Even though by the end of it, we had a bunch of seats and a bunch of extra speed and all this, um, it still felt like we were one or two 
bad decisions away from losing, which, you know, kept, it keeps you engaged. You, know, you get the whole party, the whole table talking to each other. Like it's, it's good. I liked it a lot. Yes. I would play it again. Yeah. Uh, I would too. I definitely use the VIPs cause I think it would make it a little more interesting. My concern like long-term would be that we won on the first playthrough. Unless I mess something up in the rules, but like usually like cooperative games like to be challenging enough. So this might be like a lighter end of cooperative, um, which would be like good family game and stuff. But for me, like it might get, if you won every time, it might kind of get, I don't want to say old quick, but you know, not have enough new challenge. So I would try with the VIPs first and maybe that's just enough to be like, oh man, this is awesome. But yeah, but it was really, it was really fun. So. I mean, I, I enjoyed it the first round without him. Like, I was still feeling feeling that pressure. Yeah, definitely, you do feel the pressure. But like for me, like I don't know. I've, I guess I've played a There's lot of games. Yes, I think so. Like <laughs> that too. But like, I played the ones that are like, oh, we won, we won the first try, and then like you play like three more times, and you're like, okay, we just won every time. So like, I don't know. I like I like it to be like the first. You either barely pull out the win, or like you lose, and you've got to like figure it out. But um, I mean, it's still fun. I mean, I had a whole turn to just fly across the map for no reason. Yeah, well, I think we got an extra turn because I, um, I, uh, we had an extra card, which I'm guessing we probably should end it on an even number. But even, even without that, we still, but yeah, then we used our last one to fly to our home base that we wanted to. (laughs) I found some orcas. Good. Good. It's good. It's good. All right, that was now boarding. All right. Um. If you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, please send them our way. You can do it via email at firstturntabletop at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at firstturncast. The podcasting camel says... The podcasting camel says, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. I don't really know how a temporary seat. Do I just set up like a folding chair in the aisle? (laughs) Yeah. And then take it back when I get to the next airport? (laughs) Shit. No. Wait, this is fine. My my temporary seat. No, wait, this is fine. (laughs) That's one thing you want to hear from your pilot. Why did you leave? You were going to go. You were going to go pick guy. up this person. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were doing it. Yeah, never mind. That's good. Dude, there was two people. Look, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. I'm sorry. Fucking I'm dumb. I don't know how to play him. <laughs> <laughs>